Discover your real estate career with Joe Lenz and Stephanie Gordon. Hi, I'm Joe Lenz and uh, welcome to the show today. I am here with Colin Frangie, VP Sales Rep with Tycor Title. Colin, how's it going, big guy? Hey, fantastic. Couldn't be better. Thank you for having me on, Joe. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's an honor to be on here with you Hi. and uh, share a little title info with everyone. I'm happy you're here. Hey, this is a big, like, 30 days coming up for you, isn't it? What's going on in your slightly, life? Slightly. Slightly <laughs> big. You know, slight life change happening. About to uh, marry my love, Emily Caston. Soon to be Frangie, and August 15th, it's coming in hot. It is coming in yeah, hot. Congratulations, Thank man. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's cool. A little that's bit of planning. Very, Tiny very bit. cool. Yeah, just uh, enjoy the enjoy it all and do everything she tells you to do. You know? So, <sighs> you know, I don't have any other choice. No, you don't. <laughs> so today we're talking about title insurance, title searches, and everything that's going on in between. So, Colin, you're the expert with title insurance. Um Let's start off with what's a property title? Property title. So um, just like when you purchase a car, there is a history of who owned it. The DMV keeps that title. Right. Um, so property titles, very similar. It's a, it's a record of ownership, which is kept at the county recorder's office where your home is located. So that is kept um, nationwide at every individual county. Um, that's basically what a property title is. It shows who owns the property. So what's a title search? I mean, where does that come into play? So title search. So why do you need a title search if you just, it's just basically an ownership, record right. ownership? Well, since a home is worth so much, you could actually take out loans against your property, and it's quite common since most people purchase a home with a loan. So in order to actually figure out who owns the property, we got to know who they owe money against because technically, if you owe money to someone, you don't owe that you don't own that property outright. Exactly. So who completes that title search? So, well, um, generally the title company, like Tycor Title, my right. company, um, we do a title search. However, you are you can do your own title search. That is not against the rules. Um, you can go to the county and look through sometimes microfish if the property was built uh, before 1975. And I've done this. So, I, I've done I've done this. I've gone to the county and I've looked through because because we were trying to find someone who was a prominent ownership that was a famous owner right. on a title. So I, I know the it's it's a fun task. So, believe me. So tell me, you know, or, or tell our audience what the heck is microfish? So microfish <laughs> are these little slides that you would see in like an old school. Uh, film machine um, that's they normally have them all clipped up um, so you have to take them and you have to put it under this magnifying glass and you have to look at it and you have to focus it on it and then look through the entire film and then when you find it you have to go and tell the county recorder's office which uh, book and page you want and then you take that and they give it to you and that's that's microfish it's <laughs> it's a great process but that's what we do as a title company is we take those records and we make them digital so it's a lot easier for you to look, look through you know the funny thing is is we used to have those machines in our, our in our real estate offices back in the day <laughs> and uh, you, you, there was this little index box and you would have all those little films in there and that's how we would look up property so you know how long does a typical a typical search take, you know, and who does that search? So a typical search, um, so there's two answers for that. So um, a typical search, if everything's digital, right, that means that the property was built um, after 
1975, so 1975 through um, current day, you're looking at one to three days, uh, generally. Now, if the property was built prior to that, and it has not changed ownership since then, you're looking at about a week, because we have to hire someone to go down and do that microfreeze right. search and compile all those records and to hire that out takes a little bit more time. So what about the property that was built in 1935 and it sold in 1956 and then it sold again in the year 2000 and now it's getting ready to sell again? Do they have to go back to 1935 or can they go, can they just take, So if how, it does ha that, how does that work? So if it has, like I said, so if it has been insured since right. 1975, prior, uh, since then, so you said in the 2000s, yeah. then we can go back and use that old insurance policy to date down so that we can so it's Make updated. it more timely, correct. So, yeah. so you can do that updated. So what happens if issues surface? And what would be a great example of an issue? So um, there's a number of issues that could surface. Uh, right. One of which is um, we call them private beneficiaries. These are like private lien holders. In other words, I give Joe a loan for $50,000. And he uses that and I put a lien against his property. Right. I'm now a private beneficiary because I'm not a bank or an institution. And Joe wants to go sell his home, but he's got this lien for $50,000. And um, he can't find me to get what we call a reconveyance because Joe is saying that he paid off this loan. Of course I and did. So, but I, being a private beneficiary, forgot to record something in the county saying that this loan is paid off. And that is called a reconveyance. That's what you record right. when you prove that the prop, that loan is paid off. So he can't find me, he needs to pay this off, what do we do, right? Because he needs to show that he has complete title ownership. So that's when I would normally come into effect and um, hunt me down, right. uh, so to speak, and find that private beneficiary to sell it off. Now that, that is, can be a problem because it can hold up title sure. and we do preliminary title reports for that reason to make sure that we have everything taken care of. So, uh, and how are the costs determined? I mean, for a title insurance policy, how are the, how are the fees determined? What, what are the fees for that? So the schedules are all um, filed with the state. So everything, all our fees are registered with the state and uh, they're predetermined um, by our attorneys. And then they increase by about, you know, 3% per year with inflation. So then um, that generally goes with the value of the home because the more valuable a home is, the more that can be placed against it and the bigger the policy needs to be. And who's the governing agency for title insurance company? Land title, uh, the TLC, Tan Lattle okay. Company. Okay. Or, or the, and the, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank right now. State of uh, California. State of California. <laughs> Department of Insurance? Department of Insurance, yes. <laughs> And, well, know, it's American Land Title. So there's actually two different uh, title agencies within it that you're, are. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, now, we we talked a little bit earlier. Is you know the insurability, and then you know, and can I do my own search? And the answer to those was was already covered. But the other thing is, is um, you know, a lot of times when a home is is changing title, um, you know, escrow is involved. You know, and, but the other thing besides escrow is that they're looking for buyer information as well. And issues can come up for the buyer on that property too, right? So issues for the buyer can come up. Um, they don't 
I mean, it's They're it's running it out with the with yeah. The lender, but I mean, that's normally on the lender right. for the most part. Um, it can come up if there's some type of judgment preventing them from purchasing a property, right? Um, and the lender could decide to pull it back. Sure. So that's normally what it is. Normally, we run the seller, and this, that's the biggest thing is the seller is can they sell the property with because that's what the insurance policy comes up. Now the lender's policy. That might be the lender just pulling back the right. reins on it. So there's a preliminary title report. Tell me about that. So the preliminary title report, it pulls the it pulls a full chain of title, right? Does the property title search. And we're showing all liens and encumbrances that are against the property um, that are is recorded at the title or recorded at the county. Um, we use a program that runs not only the property, but also the individual's name. Mm -hmm. And so that's pulling any judgments, right? Any liens, not just what's against the property or any deeds of trust. So um, it's a more advanced system that you might have access to because it's pulling multiple different databases against the actual person's name. So this is a loaded question, but who should be reading those preliminary title reports? Oh, um, I mean, you, you always bring your homework to your mom, right? That's right. what you do. <laughs> we all should. Anyone part of the transaction, escrow, title, especially the agent, right. needs to be reading it. And it's a, it's a great little history lesson on that piece of property as well. Don't you agree? 100%. I love reading them. I do too. I've always enjoyed reading them. And then uh, buyers, you need to read it uh, just to get a, you know, because the easements are showing up. You know, why do I have a uh, Edison easement behind my house when there's no electrical? I see no wires. Well, you know, there's all that stuff's going on behind the scenes. So that's underground. <laughs> right. right. Um, especially if you're developing, you're going to want to know what easements are on the property. You need to know that. So, Colin, in closing up, is there anything you want to add? It, what have we missed? Have we missed anything in this conversation? Um, is there anything else you need to know? I, I mean, like, uh, there. I mean, there's a ton of title issues right. we can go over. Right. I mean, I could probably spend hours boring you to death and putting you to sleep. Right. But, um, I mean, taking title. That's one big thing that I'd like to stress Thanks on. For bringing that up. That's, that's pretty huge because I need to go over that with a lot of people during in our transactions. Um, if you're buying a property with someone and they are not your spouse, you need to make sure it's in joint tenancy. Um, that's very important. Or buy and put it into a trust immediately. Um, if you're not putting it into a trust and you're buying as a partnership, form an LLC. Do not just leave that as joint tenancy, put it into an LLC. Um, so that's really simple. Don't put it in tenants in common. Don't leave it in that if you own it with some if you own the property with someone else. Do not do that. that is the standard form of taking title. If right. you see on your deed it says your name as a single man and their name as a single man or vice versa, however it is, right. that's tenants in common. And if one of you, God forbid, passes away, your prop your portion of the property is going into probate. Right. So so the, and the best thing to do is to see a family trust attorney and get that your title squared away yep. and hold title. And can you know, once I own a property. Can I change title? Can I, Absolutely. Can I change how I own it and, and what can I put it into a trust and can I you know add you know somebody to, to it? So that's a great question. Go? So so you can absolutely. However, if you're going to change your title, make sure to consult with your attorney right. and your tax accountant right away. Especially if you're thinking about doing something that is not your immediate family. In other words, your husband, your wife, or your child, right. because that is a taxable transfer. 
I just had someone yesterday reach out to me asking me to do an accommodation recording deed for them to put their uh, two boyfriends wanted to put their girlfriends on there. Yeah. Now, apparently they paid for part of the transaction and there was some miscommunication and they didn't get included in the transaction <laughs> on the deed. So they wanted to do a combination recording and I told them, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It's, um, it's one thing that I do it if they're your family member, but sure. if, if you're not married to them, that's a non-taxable transfer. You need to go talk to your attorney and talk to your tax right. accountant because you could be looking at some some serious fees later later down the road. Um, and the best thing to do in those situations would be putting in a trust. Right. Well, Colin, I think we've we've covered the gambit on this thing and I, I appreciate your your in-depth knowledge and and sharing that with us and, and answering all those questions that we had. Anything else you'd like to add as we close it up? I think that's it. I think that, that covers it all. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for uh, Colin Frangie with uh, Tycor Title joining me this afternoon. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening in. And don't hesitate to uh, follow us and charge on. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and then share it with someone you think will benefit from it.